Do you love to talk about rescue dogs almost too much? Us too. This is why I created a space where we can celebrate it. This podcast is for those who are passionate about rescue because dogs, whether they're a foster or a new member of your family, they rescue us right back. Each week, we invite a member of the dog rescue community to talk about their passion for rescue dogs and how their life has never been the same. This is Rescue Dog Love, a rescue community podcast. I'm Yamini, and this is my first rescue, Bus. Hello, rescue dog lovers of the internet. Holy crap, it feels weird to be talking to a mic, but welcome back to the Rescue Dog Love podcast, a podcast that has been on pause for an extremely long time, and I'm about to, you know, do some explanations, not excuses. I needed the break, and a lot has happened. Those of you who know me know what my life has been, but I thought I'd update you and kind of process all of this together. And don't worry, I'll be talking about dogs a lot and talking about what changes mean for your dog. So hopefully you'll find some useful tidbits and ways to relate and also hear a bit about what this podcast is going to do. Whew, I haven't talked for that long in a while. So everybody, thank you for still engaging on my page. Still, some of you are still listening to pieces. I still get a handful of listens each week. Honestly, I really appreciate just still once in a while talking to someone and hearing, hey, this person listens to your podcast. And it's really, really sweet. Today's episode, we're gonna basically kind of outline what changes have been going on in my life, give you guys a bit of an update, a catch up, lots of story time, and basically talk about what's been going on and uh, along the ride, what um, topics are top of mind for me with dogs. We'll definitely be talking about adjustments to change, talk about what my lessons learned are and how I'll be moving forward with the pod. First of all, definitely been trying to keep up posting a little bit. I still love the community. I love posting those TikTok memes or just like reels that are funny about dog ownership. still love following my fellow Instagrammers who really showcase all the different dimensions of being a dog parent and also a dog trainer and just like all the different assets of it. So in terms of restarting the podcast, a big part that's been blocking me is definitely just what we all do, which is think about our social output as a tie to our self-worth. And by social output, I literally mean like social media output, you know, once the career of influencers or like those options came into mind um and especially because i have a background in pr and marketing i am always really self-conscious of like how do i do the best that i can with what i've gotten why am i not this why am i not that and i think honestly what sucks about social media is it's all about consistency and putting out content and grinding it out and that's really what is the main dictator of success and obviously the content itself has to be good and important but to do that constantly is kind of a losing battle and I think for me what I liked about the podcast is it's uh, just one output and each episode is self-contained and it was really again a project for me to not think about as work and to focus on as a passion project and while there's moments where that can incorporate me working on marketing or working on pushing things forward for follower growth or whatever to be honest I just can't be damned anymore and all I want to say is that this will continue to be a passion project this will continue to be low reaching and you know just be 
for this very small insular community and hopefully people find it helpful but I really can't be fucked with algorithms and likes and reach and all of that stuff anymore. So that's going to be kind of my approach moving forward, hoping to put out interesting content that I am proud of and that um, people will like, but that's kind of it and I'm not gonna do much else unless I'm in the mood to, unless I think something's fun or funny, and I think sense of humor is still gonna be my focus with my social content, and then the podcast itself will just be a bit more introspective and educational, hopefully, but mostly just sharing people's thoughts and opinions about dog ownership. With that said, let's catch up. Lots of things have happened in my life since we last spoke. Funnily enough, one of the last episodes I recorded was about taking care of dogs solo and it was, I was in a partnership still with my ex. They were away. Soon after that, we did break up and really got to get into that topic. How to be a single dog parent. Not only that, obviously nowadays when you have a breakup where you live with someone, you're in a partnership, a breakup is an entire change of life. My ex and I have been together seven years, so it did not just mean a change, it meant a move, it meant sharing of assets and sharing of dogs. One thing that immediately came up with us was what to do with our pets, and luckily we were lucky in many ways that we always have been pretty realistic together, and I think the plan from pretty much the moment we got our pets was that boss would end up with my ex and I would end up with Queenie. I think people are reasonably have a lot of questions about that. And I would say, I mean, boss and Dan have a very, very deep bond. Boss has always gravitated towards him and always kind of bonded to him. Honestly, it's one of the main reasons we got Queenie, so I could have that for myself. Luckily, it's resulted that way, where each of us do have a dog who's a bit more bonded to us. Obviously, the main thing I had to make sure of, and he he made sure of me as well is that we were committed to giving our all to our pets to still implement all the same practices we did together and to basically take that responsibility into our hands and really go for it continue training continue working with them especially through these changes and to really dedicate having that full commitment because i knew to me the worst thing that would happen is if i ended up with both dogs without wanting both dogs which obviously would love to have the capacity and the room and the space to have both dogs. But realistically, in the city and through everything I'm going through and the fact that Boss is a more difficult dog, it was hard. It was hard and I also was very conscious about, you know, what moving would be like and what kind of places would be suited for boss versus queenie who's a little bit more adaptable and to be honest i think she's been really good we went our separate ways my ex and boss live in a one bedroom together they have a yard they're a bit further away uh, from you know the busy downtown core so they have a lot of resources available to them definitely some challenges as well because they live in a shared a shared building and meanwhile queenie and i moved closer to a busy downtown core just a different neighborhood with a lot more activity queenie has been in a home so we share a home with another unit downstairs but it's a lot quieter than for example having multiple units around and honestly even though we're on a major street still pretty quiet i've lived with a roommate which has also been a funny dynamic that we will discuss so that's the big one to start 
as well. A few months ago, at the beginning of summer, I did lose my job, which was unexpected, very sudden, and definitely has also driven me in a different direction. It's really been a year of change for me, like pretty much from the beginning of 2023 when I released the last few episodes of this podcast. So we're going to be discussing all of these different things. Honestly, my healing journey, I'm still doing it. I'm still on that journey, but it's definitely been going better than I probably thought it was going to go when it started. I want to chat about the transition of solo queenie and living from a two-dog household to a one-dog household by yourself. Obviously, I love having multiple pets around. I foster for a reason. I enjoy managing multiple dogs and I find it rewarding. However, it's wild to notice the difference in temperament with Queenie. Obviously, the move itself was a bit difficult. What did make it a bit easier is that I moved into a friend's apartment who Queenie had already visited. So Queenie knew my friend, knew the apartment. I'm very happy because not all my friends let me bring Queenie over, but my roommate did. It did make the transition a little bit easier. Obviously, Queenie is pretty mobile as a dog in that she likes, she doesn't mind new places. But what I've noticed overall with her is that without boss around, boss being the more, you know, temperamental dominating figure in the house who needs a lot of attention, she relaxed in a way I'd never seen before. She really enjoyed the solo time as a dog and she's always slept a lot, but she's relaxed more and also more playful. But with that came new behaviors. When we integrated into the house, definitely, you know, tried to teach her place and all the things that she used to do before, but to be honest, I was going through a lot. So when Queenie seemed well-adjusted, it didn't seem like a big priority for me inside to work on anything, which we'll get back to. Outside was the bigger transition and the thing I had to focus on first because Queenie has always been a bit more nervous in new settings and it's always taken a bit of time for her to get used to things. So I knew that was going to be a transition. When Queenie is nervous, she likes to pull diagonal towards the street. It is a very frustrating habit because it blocks (laughs) pedestrian traffic and it just is scary and makes me feel like she's gonna run away if I drop my leash, which honestly she probably would. So leash management is really important. Insisting she stay on the other side, so not facing the street is really important, but a lot of it took time and repetition. So kept our area small, kept our walk small to start, and then was able to take her on more neighborhood adventures as it went. Luckily, even though I'm on a major street, we have a lot of green space right across the street from us and around us. So tons of parks, schoolyards, and that is what Queenie prefers is just to put her nose down, sniff, and do that. And I wasn't going to have her do a structured walk until she could at least manage the sniffy walks. Those happened quickly, luckily, and through time, I've actually been able to even walk her down very busy streets. And now she's pretty used to it because she's done a lot of summer walking with me, me and my friends getting ice cream or pizza or whatever. She will come along and do a pretty good job at walking on a busy street in Toronto, which, you know, those of you who know Toronto, like we're a busy place lots of nightlife and especially in the summer the summer really comes alive there's a lot of people around and she's done really well to be honest outside and transitioned pretty well definitely sometimes goes back to that old fear habit but she is very stubborn 
and doesn't want you to take control of the walk, so you really gotta force her into place with the leash pressure. <laughs> um, so that's been something we've been working on, adding leash pressure as she's gotten more comfortable so that she learns to follow it again. That's the main thing she does when she's nervous is really resist leash pressure. Just a lot of repetition. She's not the type of dog who takes treats when she's anxious, so honestly, I've had to just rely on repetition and a lot of bad walks that go okay and then a good walk will suddenly happen. So that's been my strategy with her. Every dog is different, obviously, and I'm sure any of you who have moved overall have found new neighborhoods to be a challenge for dogs. And for Queenie, actually, it was her first move. Boss has moved with us as a couple, but Queenie had never and had always been at that one place. And honestly, it took her a while to adapt to that place as well. We'll see how it goes in winter. Winter is a tricky season for Queenie and she does not want to do anything, but spring into summer has worked out really well in terms of in the house she's been great with my roommate they've developed a really close relationship and my roommate is very good at not um letting her get away with boundaries she doesn't really give her any treat she plays with her a bit but that's like the extent of it and keeps her company obviously but that's really good because she does tend to not beg for food but definitely will stick around you when you're eating and she's very strict about not giving her anything which i appreciate and I don't follow as much as I should, so that's been going really well from the beginning. However, some old behaviors have resurfaced. You guys who have been over to my house might remember she, when she doesn't know somebody, will bark loudly and incessantly to all visitors. Obviously being in a new place and bonding so hard with me and my roommate in these new circumstances means she's been extra anxious about people entering the home. At first it was everyone, including people she'd known before slowly now i would say if it's a visitor that she's already met she's pretty good but it's more about new visitors so friends coming over my roommate's friends coming over people even just at the door dropping off stuff a lot of barking and what i've been doing to resolve that is working on place but it's still a work in progress because she is quite stubborn and when she's upset she will bark from place so she'll maintain the position but the barking does not stop. That's been a fun project. And obviously with that has come dating. I have, you know, been single again for the first time in a long while. And it's been summer, so I've been enjoying uh, meeting people. And let's just say that bringing Queenie new people to meet at the house has been a project in and of itself. There were many, many, many people that I've had to say, sorry, you gotta go home because she is not gonna calm down. And um, she's barked incessantly at people and just really, really gotten upset, especially when anything physical has been happening. So <laughs> that's still a work in progress. And honestly, if I have brought people back a few more times, she's usually learned to calm down under different circumstances, but it's still a big work in progress. And I definitely am interested in deep diving more into sex and dogs because I've heard a lot of great podcasts about it, but I'd love to talk to a bunch of single people about how they deal with being single and dating and enjoying themselves with a dog. And if their dog bothers them or does anything funny with them. Because Queenie has definitely <laughs> put a little delay on my love life in many ways. But obviously I pushed through and uh, still enjoyed myself. And still tried my best to continue dating. Even with 
Queenie, who I lovingly call my little cockblock. That's been the main crux of adapting to Queenie and her changes. She is definitely loving being a solo dog, though. One of the big behaviors she actually started was demand barking, just staring at me and barking. It had started before, I think, because I was like the solo parent in the house. And then when we moved, it got worse. And that's definitely something I think now that she's without boss and she is the only dog in the house she's a lot more ballsy a lot more um, testing of boundaries that's been something we've been working on i definitely also made the mistake of rewarding her her barking for a long time with play and just um getting her to stop by giving her a toy or playing with her and using up her energy and unfortunately it reinforced it and made it happen more and more so place training again has been a great tool to help that i wanted to chat a bit about my focus now that i am no longer working a corporate job as i mentioned i was let go in late spring and when it happened i had a very quick realization as i kind of immediately started applying to jobs that I was not ready to go back into an office setting or a corporate setting. And in general, that I had just nonstop been working since I have left home. (laughs) While obviously in a city like Toronto, it's necessary to make a big income, to be honest, to survive here. I knew that I would have made a big mistake and would not have performed as well, would not have been happy if I'd gone straight into another corporate job. It was also about to become summer and I basically was like maybe I take a break for the summer. So my summer began as basically a focus on curing my burnout. If any of you have read about burnout before, the basic definition of it is kind of like being emotionally spent from overworking and it's more of a mental journey than like a physical although it feels physical as well for me while i actually enjoyed my last job and i do in many ways enjoy corporate jobs i knew there were aspects of it that were challenging for me and those were all emotional things the challenge of personalities clashing For me, an opinionated person, the challenge of not being able to express myself or be fully myself. I've also taken a lot of roles in diversity, equity, and inclusion, which is usually a volunteer type thing you do for your corporation. And it's always been met with disappointment that most companies won't do as much as they say they do. That's kind of been a little cycle in my head about just the things I've really not appreciated about corporate recently. I took the summer pretty much off working and focused on healing. I'm still very much doing that. Like, I know I am because I'm just exhausted all the time. And I feel like at the beginning of this process, I had a lot of energy that I was using to do social things. And now I'm at the tail end where I'm like exhausted by anything and everything. I knew that in order to cure my burnout, I had to do things that made me happy. And a big part of it was honestly spending time with Queenie. Um, So I really focused on me and Queenie's bond, which was really great. I think as I discussed earlier, she needed it in order to adapt to this new life that we're going to have together. And I definitely was doing that work when I was working, but I now had a ton more time to do it. So a little bit more training, a little bit more outdoor time, more adventures, and she's become a really brave girl and just a really balanced dog who has always been kind of easy in many ways, but 
I think she's just having a great time and our bond is very strong right now. And as I, you know, could, I reopened my rover and started doing dog walking and dog sitting, which is what I did before I got into rescue. I'll definitely be doing an episode on Rover because I find it a pretty controversial topic. I would not recommend it for a lot of people to use, <laughs> even though I'm on it and a lot of people I know are great dogs are on it. So I would love to do an episode about experience of working for it, best practices, but also booking it and what to look out for if you are going that route and like the best things you can take. I do really value my knowledge and because of that I've now at the end of summer still focusing on dog walking and dog sitting and I believe I'm gonna go full in and spend this fall kind of building that little business for myself which is terrifying. I, I've always said that I'm not the type of person who would build their own business because I really do like structure. I'm a Virgo. I love structure and I love being part of a system and working with people. But in order to heal from the things that you don't get from that system, which is autonomy, creativity, I'm going to do this instead and continue to grow and work on my business. So one thing also I plan to do in this near future is feature a lot of dog entrepreneurs and I've done that in the past but I feel like now that I'm in it myself I'm really excited to share how people made that transition and like what excites them about the dog world and how to build business plans and make money and feel okay in this um, more and more expensive city and I think it'll be good for my healing journey as well. I'm really excited obviously if any of you out there have friends or family or yourselves who need a dog walker in the west Toronto area are, are looking for dog sits pretty much anywhere in Toronto that I can get to by TTC. I do at home dog sits and I'd love to work with you all. And in the meantime, I'll be focusing on my healing journey. I'm trying to get back into a lot of more self-care habits outside of the dog world which are necessary and I've been a bit neglecting as summer is wrapped up. I mean, it's still really freaking hot outside, so summer's still here, but you know, the excitement of summer is kind of wrapped up for me. So I intend to, you know, get back into journaling, get back into dealing with my grief purposefully. So spending time to really be in my emotions and accept them, which is really difficult for me. And I'm even more working on just like building a more scheduled day. I've been enjoying my freedom, but it's time to get back into that Virgo season vibe and do the podcast and spend time on it, do work and spend time on it, and then do walks and spend time on it and do things with Queenie and be a bit more planned out with my day. Even sitting down and doing this has been a lot for me. I think it's just been really intimidating to sit down in front of the can in front of the <laughs> microphone again and do this. And I'm even more excited to interview guests, but I think that'll make me intimidated as well in a way. So I'm excited. I've learned some lessons through this journey. I've learned that I'm really strong and I've learned Queenie is even stronger and she's a role model for me. She knows how to adapt, change, and accept it. And even especially now that we're moving house to house with these dog sits, she has been so adaptable. She's been really good at changing settings, changing neighborhoods, and just has demonstrated so much resiliency to take things as they go. And obviously she has bad days like myself, like anyone, where she's really stressed. 
And the main thing I'm trying to do is accept that the stressful days are okay and your dog is going to have an off day, but it's not a reflection on you and your training and it's not a reflection of the dog or them trying to piss you off. That's a lesson learned for sure. The other is just that I you gotta do the things you don't want to do. You just gotta force yourself to and really see how it feels and try your best to push yourself, especially when you're in, you know, a bad state to just try new things and open up and believe in yourself. It's gonna be hard, especially if you're not in the best place and you're going through a lot of emotions. There's nothing more helpful to your growth than just doing things anyway. And then obviously making sure you incorporate some self-care on the other end so that you can also take care of yourself. I hope this was an exciting listen or at least just like a good catch up. I am looking forward to launching the podcast again in full form. So I have a few episodes that are older that I'm going to be launching again, even though they are from early 2023, if not even, I hope they're not from late 2022, but I think they'll still be really relevant and I will start putting out episodes that are solo more often and I hope that you guys enjoy getting back into rescue dog love, following me on this journey, and I just hope that this is a direction that feels good for me but also good for you and that it helps you kind of like reflect and take time and heal yourself because it's a hard time in the world right now. It's hard in the rescue world always because there's always dogs to rescue, but let's be honest, there's a lot going on globally in the city of Toronto. If you're here listening, if you're in the States, new things every day, and we're all unfortunately in it together. So let's um, take care of each other. Love you all. Thank you for listening. And I hope you have a good rest of your week. Next episode will be back next Tuesday and I'm so excited to share things with you again. All right, bye-bye. Rescue Dog Love is a project by Yamini Cohen inspired by her rescue dog boss, who you can find on Instagram with his doggy sibling Queenie at Queenie and Boss. To keep up with the Rescue Dog Love podcast, you can follow us at rescuedoglove.com or at rescuedoglovepod on Instagram. See you next time.